Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I'm excited about this week and excited about the month of May um, and just what we're going to do and to honor moms and to feature them and just, you know, have some good times and give them some flowers while they are definitely making some moves and enjoying the journey. Um, thank you again to Duck Riley who sets this up every year. Um, and, and, and we love doing this part. Duck Riley, how are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. How about yourself? Really good. Doing really good. Um, Gary Dove is always a good interview and with great information, um, well represented in, in McDowell County. I think we should maybe have a McDowell County Award, and then, you know, I'll just nominate myself. How about that, Doug? Princess, you got to be from the patch. You got to be from the patch, Princess. Got to be from the patch, for sure. Let's welcome in the moms and get started here. And we're going to um, open up and talk to Miss Christy first. Miss Christy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out to be with us. Thank you. All right, Miss Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It is our pleasure, pleasure for sure. All right, and let's see who we have. Hey, Miss Blake, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. It is our pleasure. And Miss Tori, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure, Tori. Thank you for putting up with me, letting me inbox you back and forth and, and you know, and going back and forth with, with Duck Riley, who I think you know just a little bit. So, Duck, just a little bit. let you take over oh. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> okay. okay. And Tori, I, I he's, he's going to act right today. He's going to be on his best behavior today because you, you are on. So I appreciate you being here. Okay? Of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Duck. I can't say anything, uh, Princess. It's uh, women power, so okay, no problem. Right. Amen. Amen. And early happy Mother's Day to each one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I want to start off with uh, heaven. Let's talk a little bit about Zach. And uh, when did you kind of realize that, hmm, maybe I got something special here? When he, when he was real little, I mean, like, that's that's all he was interested in. I mean, he always wanted – all he was interested in was balls, whether it was golf balls. Golf balls was his first words, golf balls, <laughs> and then footballs and he just had buckets and he carried balls around in his buckets 
and his dad taught him how to hold the balls properly, and I would try to give his dad the side eyes. Plus, correct him, he's only two. He doesn't need to know how to hold a ball properly. But then he, he would teeter, you know, and walk, and he would teeter over to his dad and be like, right? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like he's asking his dad if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, and his dad would say yes, and he'd go, and, and then he would practice. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I can't give him side eye for very long. <laughs> and so, and then he would practice, and I'm like, we're two, <laughs> and so he he was learning to do it properly with like holding a ball and all of that before he would potty train. Wow. That's when I knew we had something going on there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Christy, same question. Um, Well, I wasn't in Damien's life, you know, the first uh, until really he was six when I came into his life, or maybe four, and then he came to live with us when he was six. But he was playing football before – I met him. So since he was a little bitty thing, he's always just loved football. Okay. And you say he came into your, your life a little later, but once you realize that, hmm, he's picking up this game pretty well, what what was your what was your thought? Well, we were um we lived in Roanoke for a little bit of time. Um and he would, you know, get the ball and run all the way down the field. So we just really embraced it and had a great time with it. You know, we would show up at football games and bring our friends and family and encouraged him and um, just watched his love for the game just continue throughout his life. Okay. Uh, Tori. Um, let's see. I'm going to say – um, probably when he got to high school, I noticed that he was really into it. You know, he, he played since he was seven, but, um, when he got to high school, maybe his, um, 10th grade year, I seen a change in him that he had a passion for it because before that he was kind of like nonchalant and not really into the game. So I'm going to say around about the 10th grade, I was like, oh, we might have a winner, winner chicken dinner right here. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Blake. Hi there. Well, Garrett has loved every sport that um, has ever been from the time he was born. Um, But in sixth or seventh grade, he made a very specific goal that he was going to be a Power 5 Division One quarterback. And he has stuck with that goal and never let his eyes off of, um, of that goal. So um, he just committed himself to um, being the best that he can be. And I'm proud of him for that. Okay, I want to I stay right with you, uh, Blake, because I want to know how difficult a decision because you you have other parents that are listening to the mothers and the decision to pick a college and going through that whole process can you can you talk to us about that absolutely um you know in 
high school, they're still, you know, kind of your babies. But we really realized early on in the recruiting process that this was his road, that this was his his goal, you know, it was going to be all him. Um, and we just chose to support him. And, uh, you know, he would ask, you know, questions. We made sure that, you know, he visited as many schools as he could. Um, you know, but this was, you know, this is all about him. It has nothing to do with me, you know, at all. He is just being gracious enough to take me along for the ride. So, um, you know, he made the decision and, you know, I just, you know, very happy he made the decision. Luckily, he made the, you know, the right one in my mind. But, you know, really it's all about where where he is going to be happy because that's really where he's going to be, you know, grow into a man is the school he picked. So he needed to go where he wanted to go, not where I thought he should go. Okay. Uh, Heather, uh, how stressful yeah. was it going through the, the recruiting process and, you know, like Blake, uh, and if you got some, if you have advice for these parents that are listening, feel free. Okay. Uh, a lot of the things Blake said was honestly true. I think, I think in this process, to be a really good parent in the process, it's really hard because you you have to watch your heart on the outside but you you have to let these kids go through the process and it is a it is a difficult one but it is their journey it really is and like so with Zach like his dad went to Stanford with him and he cuz they have to go and they have to see all these offers and they have to leave everything on the table and then they have to make that decision. And even though, like, we were only, like, 30 minutes away from WVU, he went to Virginia Tech. He went to, you know, or Virginia. Yeah, he went – anyways, I'm not going to get caught up in the details. But he went to all the places. And he had to make – he had to go through the pros and the cons in his mind. Like, it didn't matter what we thought the pros and the cons were. Like, we actually didn't sit down as a family and say, these are the pros and the cons. It was up to Zachary to make that decision. He actually surprised us and committed all on his own, him and the Mountaineer staff. They did it on Father's Day, and it was a surprise to us because, it, like Blake said, it, it was – it has to be their decision. And then – when they do play, they're playing for one themselves, but they're playing as a team. They're playing with their brothers, and because that's that's what matters. Because they're going to school for their journey, and and I think that that's the hardest part sometimes is you have to let them go. <laughs> you have to you have to let them do their thing. I I I think the best advice is to, to to sometimes like sit back and be quiet and watch because actually that's the fun part. That's the fun part if you if okay. you allow it to. Happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christy, uh, going through the recruiting process, how stressful, how difficult? Your thoughts on it? 
I agree with the other ladies. I think that, you know, kind of letting them make their own decision probably to me is the hardest part because as parents, you can see the bigger picture and you can look at the financial aspects and you can look at the, you know, location aspects and how is it going to be to move them in and out of college and to get close to them and be able to go to their games and, um, you know, see them on a regular basis. Um, I think, you know, just, but watching them and really trying to help them talk through, you know, if you make this decision, you know, this is what it could mean. And, you know, it's not just all about football. You know, they're there to get an education too. So I think just helping your child understand the consequences of the decision that they're going to make, um, you know, I think that's, that's a really hard, hard thing to do because you do want them to own that decision um, and support them, but you want to see them make the right decision. So um, it's just, a, you know, really, it's it's stressful, but it's still a fun time, I think, to just be there and be supportive for them. Okay. Uh, Tori, same question. Stressful? Okay. Nerve-wracking? Um, very <laughs> stressful, very nerve-wracking. Um, but the pr- approach that I had was a little bit different. Of course, it is uh, mainly there decision, but what I did is I got a bonder, and for all the colleges that offered Sean, we I made a bonder. I studied the college. I knew, I wrote down, like, all the college, the coaches, the um, academic staff, um, who the training coaches were, all the questions that I needed to ask for those particular departments, I had it all written down. So when we started visiting the schools, I had all these questions to be able to ask each individual department so that when me and Sean got together, we could go over, like, all the pros and cons of each school so that we could start narrowing down the choices that he wanted to make, like, who would be his top five, whoever he wanted to do, like, his um, visits with. And I would tell all the parents that are getting – offers to make sure that two the their official visits, they get five official visits, I would suggest that they take all five so that they can get the experience, let the schools wow them, get the opportunity to see the school as, you know, official and unofficial because it's, you know, you can see the school at two different limelights. If the school is the same, both, you know, official and unofficial, then that kind of gives you kind of like, okay, kind of stand back and kind of see where, you know, how they're going to really treat your kid. Um, So after we did the pros and cons of the school, we kind of sat back and was like, you know, hey, how do you feel? Even though the decision is up to him, I kind of like let him know like, hey, I'm all about academics. I like this about this school, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's totally your decision you know, decision. And one thing about Sean, he, we went on some official visits and Sean, you know, had committed <laughs> to another school, which I was going to read this next, but you know, that's a different story, but you know, just don't let the kid um, commit too fast either. That's another decision. Let him take those official visits, kind of sit back, take it all in because it's an overwhelming time. Just take all that in and just enjoy it because, Enjoy the process. Enjoy your experience. Enjoy it. Enjoy, you know, just let them love on them. 
for that time because once they get there to the school, it's different. So just love all the love that they're giving you at the time, soak it all in, and then place you want to be because this is really like not just a four- or five-year commitment. This is a 40-year commitment. So just really sit back and just and analyze where you really want to be. Is this where you feel like it's home? You know, do you connect well with the coaches? Do you connect well with the people that are they already there? Just sit back and just see see if you can see yourself being there. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that, Tori. Just for uh, the moms that are on here, there's July 1, there's going to be unlimited official visits. So it's no more just five visits. So oh, they could go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, I, I got a, a few surprises uh, for you. Uh, so, Princess, if you would let them open up their mic so they can uh, say hello to their, their mothers. Hey, Mama. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Nah, I just wanted to come on here and say I love you, Mama. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I'm on. What up, Mama? Hello. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. Good. Love you. Oh, enjoy yourself. I love you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Did we get everybody? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm move right back to you. <laughs> move you right back to you, Tori, because I want to uh, make sure. Hold on. I'm sorry. Of course, you know, D-Man is hitting me up, Tori. Uh-huh. All right, can you open this mic, please, Francis? <laughs> Man's mic is open, Duck. Okay. Hello? Okay. Hey, honey. Hey, how you doing? I love you. Come on Good. Say you. Happy early Mother's Day to you and thank to everybody you. else. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I like, all right, Princess. We've been on all day, but anyway, uh, Tori, let's talk about some of the camps. And is is every camp a good camp? Um, I'm going to say no. Not every single camp is a good camp. You want to go to um, camps. You want to kind of like study the camps that you want to take your kids. Do you want to take your kids to every Power 5 camp possible? No. You want to take them to smaller camps because if you're starting out smaller, you want to take your your kids because you're just a number, honestly. So you want to take them to a smaller camp so that you can kind of see if you're first time coming out, let me let me go back. So if your your kid has never been to a camp, you don't want to take your child to a power five camp if he's never, you know, been exposed to camps or combines or anything like that. So you want to take him to something that's a little bit smaller just to kind of so he can kind of see what it looks like. And then um, from there, then maybe the next year, take him to like maybe one in like a conference, like a 
some smaller conference, maybe a Power 5 school or something like that. But, no, um, every camp's not a good one. You just want to kind of start out small, maybe two or three camps, um, you know, to kind of see, get your, you know, kind of study and see who's going to be at these camps. And then you can kind of go from there. But don't you don't have to take them to every single camp out there because you're just you're going to get kind of lost in the numbers. And you know people are taking their kids to a lot of a lot of camps. You kind of just get lost out there. Okay, uh, Blake. Uh, number of camps, maybe you and uh, you guys took Garrett too, and. What do you think? All well, camps are good camps? I wouldn't say just a blanket, all camps are good or bad. Um, it's really kind of what you're looking for. I think it you know, also depends on position. Um, you know, Garrett didn't even start playing quarterback until he was a freshman in high school. And it, you know, the recruiting process, uh, you know, came pretty quickly. Um, you know, but like Tori said, you know, we had sort of different, you know, his goal was always to be a f- power five quarterback, but, you know, we knew to look at different levels, different, um, you know, different size schools. Um, and, and really, you know, he went to the schools, uh, to the camps of the schools that he was, that he thought he was interested in. I think it gave him, it gave the coaches an early opportunity to look at him. Um, and, you know, for him to see what the facilities look like, on the, you know, and things like that. Um, we did go to a lot of them. Um, you know, as a quarterback, you know, I think there were also um, quarterback-specific camps that weren't related to a school, such as the Elite 11. Um, you know, we went to, you know, the Combine in Atlanta, and then we went to Nashville, um, and, uh, you know, I think that was it. Um, you know, we went to rivals. Um, you know, again, I think a lot of times position has something to do with it. Um, luckily for quarterbacks, you know, there were quarterback-specific, you know, camps that, you know, allowed him to get incredible experience. So. Okay. Uh, same question, uh, Heather. Um, um, I don't think um... – well, I agree mostly with Tori and Blake. Zach only focused on a few camps. And like Blake said, um, he went to um, camps where there were the most interest. And Zach focused mostly on, um, like, the camps where um, he could get the most training um, in, you know, the area that he was focused on. You know, so he only went to, you know, a few camps. Okay. Uh, Chrissy, same question or Lua D. You know, we were kind of in COVID when he was, you know, working on um, figuring out where he was going to go. So we didn't really do any camps, um, but he worked with his dad and did a lot of, uh, you know, videos and stuff for Twitter. So, but I, I mean, I do agree too. I think you shouldn't just take your kid to any <laughs> any camp. I think you really need to focus your attention where you know you can be seen and um, focus on the skill set that you that you are are working on. Okay, uh, 
I'm going to uh, bring uh, another co-host in, Tim Moore, and uh, let Tim ask a few questions. Yeah, Doug, thank you. And I'm sorry I was a little bit late coming in uh, tonight, <clears throat> but uh, I heard Tori say something that I thought was, was quite um, interesting. It was the same advice that my high school coach gave me when I was looking at schools back in the Stone Ages. Um, and that was, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was, unlike Doug, I was, I was a guy who was not a professional football uh, prospect, even though I did get a couple of looks later in my, in my career. Um, I was a guy who was uh, good enough to play college ball at the small college level, um, but I was going to play for four years and, uh, you know, didn't have pro aspirations. And one of the pieces of advice that uh, my coach gave me was similar to what Tori said, was look at a place uh, that you may want to live after you graduate from school, um, an environment, uh, a community uh, that is comfortable that uh, that's the place that you may want to live um, uh, once you once you spend your your uh, eligibility there. Um, I'd like to hear from some of the other uh, uh, mothers uh, as to their thoughts on on Tori's perspective on that. Um, uh, you know, when you're when you're dealing with your son and 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 to other mothers who may be going through this process now. Anybody can jump in. Well, I guess I'll go first. The, um, you know, West Virginia, we love the community, love the state, love the people there. Um, now, Garrett is a Florida boy. Um, I remember on his official visit uh, when we walked out of the football facilities and I had to drive back to Pittsburgh, um, it was snowing. And I remember saying, are we sure that we want to do this? Um, and I realized why, you know, I was lucky enough to get a four-wheel drive uh, SUV to go back and forth to the airport. They obviously knew I was in need of um, a lot of help in the snow, seeing as how I had never driven in it before. But, um, I, you know, Garrett, that was never – he had to feel he had to feel the place. And, you know, I think, you know, it feels like a family, you know, sometimes is overused maybe in this field, in this sport, but it truly really felt that way when he, when he stepped on campus. Um, you know, he just, you know, just loved the environment, loved the, you know, loved the beauty of the place, even though it was snowing, um, you know, something different. And, you know, I think one of the things that football provides, whether you, um, you know, decide to stay there after college or not, is that it gives you a bigger perspective of the country and the world, you know, the country of, you know, where you might live. You know, in Florida, I would have never thought that I would have, I would have a son up in West Virginia. So it's really opened his eyes to, you know, other ways of living that might, you know, work for him one day. Anybody else on on the perspective of of uh, taking into account the environment in which you're going to school and 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 whether that might be a fit? Not necessarily uh, living in a place like Morgantown, but Pittsburgh is within an hour or so. Uh, that general region of whatever college it is, uh, whether you, whether you would advise uh, mothers to to take that into account when you're choosing a school. Anyone else? 
This is Christy. Um, I absolutely think that that's something that you should um, encourage your child to look into because um, I, I feel like, you know, Damien choosing A&T um, is a really different atmosphere um, as an HBCU from the school that he came up through in high school. Um, and I think that's given him a, a great, you know, different perspective on life. And I think that um, you know, exposure to different things in different areas and different places and different people um, is just so good to make them really well-rounded individuals as they grow um, and become adults. Yeah, I think the 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 boys themselves have to feel like they're at home. I mean, I think that the boys like had to feel at home to have made the commitment. I think that had to have been a part of it. Okay, uh, Tori, why, why was why was why did you emphasize that uh, when you when you when you were talking a few moments ago? You know, because that's such an important important um, deal. Because you know, when you're going to different schools and you're visiting different schools and you're seeing different, you know, environments. Um, you know, like for example, you know, Garrett came from Florida and he's coming to West Virginia so totally different, two different worlds, you know. So I think when you're going to different schools and you're seeing different things, it's it's different. You know, we're from Bluefield, West Virginia. You know, we're traveling and you're going to different schools and you're seeing different things. You just have to make sure that when I drop my son off, is he going to be okay with, you know, we visited different schools, you know, we visited Penn State, we, you know, we went to Virginia Tech, we, you know, visited different schools. So, you know, when you're taking your kid there, it's this, you know, the atmosphere, you know, the environment where, you know, will he be able to get to this place or that place? What's in the surrounding areas? You know, there's nothing but cow fields for the next 11 miles, you know, there's all kinds of different things where you be okay when you drop your kid off. Are, you know, are they going to be okay? Well, will you, you know, these are your, you know, they're they're men, men young men growing into men, and you're looking and you're just, you know, as a mother, as mothers, you don't see them being these, you know, six four, you know, five eleven, you know, whatever size young mm-hmm. men. You're seeing a baby when you're dropping them off, so. You know, yeah. as a mother, you just want to make sure that they are okay when they're making these decisions. Even though at the end of the day, it's their decision, but you don't want to be on that back end and they're on the phone and they're talking about, hey, I want to enter the transfer portal because I don't like it here. So you want to keep them from making that decision. You want to push them to make that decision because when you say, hey, I've committed, I've always told Sean, if you're committing to something, stay committed to that thing. Don't come back and say, I don't, you know, I want to not be where I am. I'm committed. Be committed. Stay until the job is finished. So don't renege on something that you committed to. Stay committed to what you said you want to do. Finish out that plan and then go on once that plan is finished. So, you know, when you're making that decision, you just have to look at everything as a big picture, you know, and as a mother, you're looking at them and you're like, oh, God, like I really got to drop them off. And, you know, they're used to 70-degree weather, but they're coming, like, you know, um, Blake has said, it's snowing. So, you know, it's a big difference. So you have to look at everything and not only just for that moment, but for the next four or five years, you got to look at all of that as a whole. So that's yeah. kind of where I was going. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I thought that was very insightful. Uh, Duff? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, Heather, Blake, Christy, and Tori, I don't know what babies y'all dropped off. <laughs> okay, so y'all, y'all need to y'all need to hold that hold hold on to that. But anyway, uh, I want I want to uh, come to uh, Heather, and I want to ask Heather about. I don't know if you guys have experienced this yet, but portal is hot, as you guys know, uh, and you always the tampering is bigger than ever. So what do you say to to your young man as other schools and and all of you guys got good athletes? How how do you how you, how do you monitor that? Um well, I mean I I guess like he just has to keep his head down and you know, keep playing for West Virginia. Go Mountaineers, you know, I mean, you know, like just keep his doing hard work and keep doing what he's doing, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, with all Division One athletes that are playing at the level that these boys are playing at, I'm sure things happen, but you just have to keep doing what you're doing and Keep playing and working hard and showing up and doing what you're doing. Okay, yeah, and, and that's important. And I'm asking that because I, I just got off the phone yesterday with a, a parent. Her, her kid left uh, Michigan and went to the. <laughs> I hate to even say the school's name, but University of Florida. But anyway, uh-huh. the, the young man went there. So. We we all know because I'm kind of because of what I do I kind of know when different people are reaching out so right. I just want to kind of get a feel for like you said keep grinding keep go, let's go Mountaineers so Blake right. how you how you handling how would you handle this Well I think that I think Garrett's class class of 2020 was I kind of look at his class as one of the very last classes of, you know, pre-portal, pre-NIL deals, um, you know, things like that. So he really looked at the schools from the, I want to call it the old school way of looking things where, you know, who you commit to is important. You know, you know your word is important. Um, you know, there weren't any outside, um, you know, influences like that that is um i guess influencing him from day one um he really had the you know um true desire to be a mountaineer to go to west virginia and i think it's just part of how he was you know how how he was raised um you know to work hard to never quit um never give up um you know he's probably the most stubborn kid i know um, and so, you know, if there was a challenge, you know, he wasn't going to back down from it. He was going to, you know, say, okay, you know, watch me. Um, so, I, you know, I think it just, um, I think at some point it probably becomes an issue for all the kids who probably play at this level. You know, it's not hard. It's not easy. It's, it's you know, hard, and it's hard to 
watch your kids go through some of the ups and downs that they do. Um, but, you know, I think it's just, you know, him being grounded in his, um, his beliefs and, you know, how he was raised that, you know, you don't quit, you stick to it, you know, stick it out until the end that it was, you know, all decisions have consequences, good or bad. And, um, you know, you've got to work through them. So, um, you know, he's just a loyal person and, um, you know, a hard worker. So. Okay. So same question, you know, the tampering, uh, being, making sure you're on top of your kid, uh, how do you how do you keep them grounded like Heather and uh, Blake are saying? I think the the thing is with you know this goes out to any mom dealing with any child. It's just communication. You know, make check in with your child. Just checking in with your son and making sure everything is good and knowing where their head is and just make sure that he, as you know, as Heather was saying, you know, grinding, keep your head down. You know, one thing about Sean is he has a legacy to continue, so we know he ain't going anywhere. Um, and, you know, just the communication. Communication is the key and just making sure that you are checking in with your child. Don't just be a mom and drop your child off and just expect everything to be okay with them. No, check in with them. Make sure they're good. Yeah, they're busy, but designate a time that you're going to talk to your child. Sundays are mine and Sean's day that we talk to each other. That's our designated day. We check in. I'll make sure he's good. That's our time to talk, catch up on everything. He says I ask him 21 questions. Oh, well, that's just me. I talk a lot. Oh, well. Um, but just checking in with them, just making sure that they're good, make sure their mental is good, make sure everything is going good with them because they need that. You know, they, they you know, when you drop them off and you, you live far away, you know, they, they still need their mother. They still need their parents. So just, you know, checking in and making sure, because I know sometimes kids can get homesick. So the key is still do what you're doing, even though you're thousands and thousands of miles away. Okay, uh, Christy, uh, A&T, they had uh, a, almost like uh, Colorado. A lot of kids left A&T, but Lil D is still there. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with him to kind of just keep his head in the game too, kind of the same things that everybody else is saying, you know, stay, keep your head down, stay focused, you made this decision, you know, we wouldn't dare think about entering the transfer portal unless we had a solid plan to do so, you know, um, to get to a different place. I mean, there's so much, I think, at risk if you make those decisions or make that decision, um, you know, when you've already invested yourself two years. And I do think it's hard for us specifically because, um, you know, the, the whole, t- you know, we've had an entire staff turnover this year. So definitely just keeping in contact, talking about that. Um, again, checking on mental health, checking on, you know, physical health, making sure they stay healthy and communicate and stay in contact with them and just try to keep him motivated to stay there and do his best. Okay, uh, Jim. Yeah, I want to stay with you for a second. I just heard you mention um, the staff turnover at uh, North Carolina NT, um, which is uh, sort of leading me to something that I was thinking about. How important is it for these athletes to, um, to, to make sure that the relationship 
that they have with their coaches is a strong one. And not only just a strong one, but a genuine one. Uh, because a lot of times coaches, when they're trying to recruit you, will tell you almost anything. Uh, <laughs> and then the kids get on campus, and the situation may be a little bit different. How do you as a mother discern when someone's being genuine with you about your kid and someone is not? And how do you, how do you relay that to your, to your young man? We, anyone can speak up. Chris, uh, okay. Christy, he was, he was talking with you, Christy. Okay. Um, you know, I think with Damien specifically, um, we would always just kind of sit down, ask questions, make sure we kind of had the lay of the land and understand, you know, if, if there were conversations that we weren't in, which there probably weren't that many. My husband was usually pretty involved. Um but just make sure that, you know, we kind of could get all the information we could to make sure that he was seeing the picture clearly. I think it really just goes back to communication. Um, and it's a hard age because, you know, again, as parents, we can see things that sometimes they can't. Um, but it's also good, I think, a good time for them to kind of come into the realization of um sometimes learning that not everybody's always out for their best interests. Um, it's a hard thing to learn. Um, but, you know, going with your gut, trusting your gut, and then using your parents, I think, as resources to um, discuss things and, you know, knowing that we have their best interests at heart always, um, you know, just keeping the communication lines open, I think, is really the best thing that you can do to to help them navigate a lot of this, honestly, themselves, because yeah. once they get there, the parents don't matter anymore, you know. We're just kind of like those people that have to get permission to get to their account, you know, have to get permission to uh, be there for them, kind of. So you're kind of doing everything, you know, third hand. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, Heather, same question. Um, uh, how? Do, uh, what's What's your role as a as a mother, and how do you approach trying to advise your young man? Um, in terms of the relationship with the coaches, whether the coaches are being genuine with you, who's who's being real and who's not uh, during that recruiting process? Um, I think my role as a mom is to show up and cheer him on, and that's really my role is that as a mom, but um, to advise him on whether or not um, who's genuine and who's not, like that, that has to be for him, but I I personally have lucked out. I mean, and actually, I don't like the word luck. I've been blessed because Coach Moore has been with him, like, since the recruiting process, and Coach Moore is, like, to me, is an answered prayer, and um, he he actually was, like, him and his family were in attendance at Zach's wedding yesterday. Like, like he he has a, a, a like relationship with Zach, and um, so I would and and we actually like the, their relationship is their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like that 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 means the most to us. So I would say it's awesome. Like that that's that they built it and they formed it and it is real and it's genuine mm-hmm. and he he is absolutely amazing 
Blake, uh, same question. Um, you know, how do you, how do you advise your young man uh, when you when you hear coaches uh, sometimes willing to tell a kid anything just to get him on campus? Um, how do you advise your kid? Well, um, first, I think that mama's instincts tend to come in handy at that time. Um, <laughs> uh, number one, um, but truly, it is. You know, when you think of you know when you say coach you know, you think automatically of the head coach and, um, I, you know, Coach Brown and Garrett uh, go back to eighth grade. Um, you know, Coach Brown gave Garrett his first offer when he was at Troy University. Um, and so it, 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 it also goes back to those camps, to those unofficial visits. Um, you know, that's when the relationships start, um, that you begin knowing, you know, getting to know each other. And, you know, it, it's, easy to maybe put on a front and tell kids what they want to hear in one meeting on one day for one hour. But when you have that repetition of, um, you know, see, you know, being in their presence and interacting with them, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, uh, you know, hide something that's fake. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that would be one thing, you know, Garrett didn't, he had lots of offers, but he never, um, he always had just a few that he was really focused on that he really wanted to go to. And, you know, we went to multiple unofficial visits and, you know, multiple camps, um, you know, things like that until we got to the official visit. And by then you're able to talk to, you know, it's not just the head coach, it's their position coach. Um, like Heather said, it's the, you know, the trainers, it's the nutritionists, you know, there um, are lots of people there in your corner, um, you know, as a group, as a cumulative group, um, not just one single person. And I think that gives the kids a really good feel of what's genuine and what's not. Mm-hmm. Tori, same question. Um, I would have to add, because um, you're not going to be with the head coach. Um, the majority of the time, you know, they are recruiting you because they, you know, they are the head coach, so they have to step in, but you're going to be around your position coach the majority of the time. So it's all about the connection with them as well. And it's them being consistent, you know, because once you get on the campus, there is a totally different world. It's like a business. They, you know, they're loving on you and kissing the baby and passing it on kind of thing. Um, so, you know, they're loving on you, you know, going through the recruitment um, t- process at that time. But once you're going to, you know, get on campus, you know, it's a little bit different. So um, just looking for them being consistent. So when you're going to the unofficial and the, the official visits or whatever, it's being consistent. If the coach consistently calling, you know, or they, you know, text them because, you know, they're texting now, um, just doing all the follow-up things that they're supposed to be doing. Are they, you know, checking in on them? Um, are they really, you know, genuinely, you know, interested in them? You'll tell because if they pull back and, you know, or they're not coming to the school and visiting, um, you know, yeah, if they like you something on social media, oh, that's okay because it may not be that coach liking them. It may be a, 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 an assistant coach that's liking it. But is that coach actually checking in? Are they calling you? Are they, you know, checking in on you, you know, those type of things. So, you know, it's just being consistent, you know, through the recruiting process. 
Uh, uh, ladies, I'm going to uh, bring up, I want to say, woman power from Florida in. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Princess and uh, go go Mountaineers. <laughs> ladies, this has been powerful just listening to you. And I, and I have a question, and I'll start with you, Heather. And I want to ask all of you all this. What's been the biggest change? In your son, since you dropped him off, I don't know if some been there three years, one year, two years. And I'll start with you, Heather. What's been the biggest change in your son? Physically, mentally, what's the... I would say um, what what I've heard and what I have saw is his, um, like, his leadership ability and him finding his voice. And I love watching him um, on the sideline, you know, with his, um, like, watching him with with his um, teammates. And um, I just love watching his interaction. And I love, I just love watching him play football. I love watching him do his thing because that is what he's meant to do. That's what he that is what he's meant to be, and that's what he's meant to do. I just love same watching question him. for you. Christy, the same question. What's been the biggest growth that's changed? Um, honestly, Damien's physical appearance since he's been in college, um, he has physically transformed his body. I mean, just he kind of looks like a, a he's a different person. He's, he really seems like a different person when you just look at him. Um, but also I think mentally, you know, maturity wise and just truly like growing up a little bit um, has been a really big change that I've seen in him. Tori, same question. Um. I was going to say, I dropped my son off as a boy and he became a man because he is, like, huge. His outer appearance has truly changed. And Princess, honestly, like, I'm in wow sometimes when I'm listening to him because if anybody knows Sean, they know he's not a talker. And just listening to him, like, when he's doing the interviews, it makes me want to cry because I'm just like, is this my son? So I'm in awe with those type of things. Wow. Okay, Blake, same question. Well, I have to say, um, you know, I'm always having to be reminded that, no, he is not a little boy anymore because I swear, (laughs) you know, I look out on the football field and I'm like, what am I seeing? But, um, you know, there's a a physical component, Um, you know, the – golly, the dedication to, you know, he's needed to gain weight and gain muscle and – just the eating programs and the, the work, dedication to working out, you know, to see such a transformation is just mind-boggling. Um, but, you know, also, you know, really the, the way that he has learned to handle really adult situations and, and adult lessons um, and handling them just with, you know, grace and, and, understanding and, and, you know, I don't know many 21-year-olds that can handle, you know, some of the things that, you know, these boys have to make decisions on and, um, uh, you know, 
uh, tough uh, ups and downs. Um, and so to see him just, you know, be able to really prepare him, he has prepared himself um, for the real world, which is incredible to see. Um, you know, he does everything he, he, you know, everything he, you know, he does on his own. He's like, you know, I got this mom. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, uh, you know, and he does. And and that's really all that I can ask for is for him to be prepared for real life. And I think he got a um, a crash course in it, you know, playing football because of everything that uh, is expected of them. All right, ladies, we're going to end with this question, um, and, and I'll start with you, Christy, um, and that is describe game day for you. When you wake up are you, and, and you know you're going to the game, what's the game day like for you and when you get to the stadium? Well, our game day, I'll speak for home days because those are the most fun. Um, but we start really like the week of because we're planning the tailgate. We're planning what kind of food we're going to have, who's going to come, who's getting tickets, um, you know, what are we going to have, who's bringing what. Um, we usually the night before we're packing up the truck, trying to figure out everything that we need to get, run into the grocery store. Um, and then game day, you know, waking up early, getting on the road, getting up there, getting set set up to tailgate, have a good time and then just be there to enjoy the game. It's, it's really fun. We have a great time and, um, we have a lot of family that comes to support. So it's, been a really, really fun and exciting time in, in, in our lives, you know, as well as Damien's. Oh, wow. And now to the Mountaineer experience. I'll start with you, Heather. <laughs> What's game day like? Um, well, we, we start off with, um, you know, getting everything ready, just like she was saying. And um, we have group chats, family group chats, and um, make sure everybody's ready for the carpool up there. Um, we do um, share. Um, um, we we do. I'll be real honest. We're we're we faith people, so we do do prayers and we send them to each other. Zach and I do do that, and our our family actually does that t- together as well. And um, and then from there on, it's celebration, and we do do a, a tailgate and clothing. We got to have, um, um, you know, the blue and gold going. And we we have a lot of family around here, and we all coordinate and go up there. And there's a man trip, and we we just get really excited, and we go up there and celebrate. And we're looking forward to senior year this year, so. It'll be a lot of fun this year. Amen. Blake? Well, game day, game weekends, I'm going to speak to home weekends, um, are a whirlwind. Um, We get up at 5 o'clock on Friday morning and drive our 12 or 13 hours up to Morgantown. Usually get there just in time to swing by the hotel and um, visit with Garrett you know, for an hour before, you know, he has to, has to go up to his room. Um, usually that's kind of when the nerves hit. Um, wake up in the morning, though, on Saturday, very excited. Um, and, uh, you know, have to, have to think out the outfit, have that going, and 
then always have to get there in time for um, the man trip. Um, I think that really that's my um, favorite time. Uh, you know, I always stand in the same spot, um, and Garrett always sees me, and he comes up and gives me a hug, and, um, you know, he goes, you know, goes up to the field, you know, goes up to, to the stadium. Um, I've been introduced to the Blue Lot. Very, very exciting and interesting um, to get to tailgate there, um, you know, but, you know, then it's just going to the stadium early, watching practice and, and just, you know, take in all of the, you know, all of the things that he really loves and um, wait for him after the game and go have dinner and pack it up at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and drive back all the way back home to, to Florida so or Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. and Tori, well, same thing for like, you. <laughs> sort of like Heather and Blake kind of combined, but I don't have to leave as early as Blake <laughs> since I'm only traveling <laughs> from North Carolina. Um, but I drive up one Friday to get to see Sean at the hotel. Um, I stay in Morgantown, get ready Saturday morning for the man trip, which is the highlight of my time because I get to get my hug from him. Before the game, um, then you know I wait for him, and then I always we always pray, always pray with him before when he when they come out when he comes out for to practice on the field, and then you know the game whatever, and then we meet after the game, um, and then I get to you know to Heather get to talk with Blake, waiting on our boys <laughs> after um, the game. Um, and then, you know, we either I cook them dinner that day or we go get dinner. And then I'll leave on Sunday to come home. Wow. Well, happy Mother's Day, ladies. This has been powerful just to hear you all and to talk about this and, and to release your sons to become men and to grow up and experience this whole um, being a part of a team. Um, that's powerful, too. I appreciate you all taking time to be with us. Tim and Duck, you want to say bye to ladies thank you so much happy mother's thank day you. and let's go mountaineers <laughs> thank you that so thank much you. on this call yeah, happy mother's day. <laughs> thank you so much thank bye. you all right bye have a great bye-bye. week bye bye thank you bye bye never had it so good we'll be back tomorrow um with more uh, never had it so good sports talk and i appreciate you tim moore duck riley have a good week and i'll see you all tomorrow All right. Bye-bye.